Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from my own bedroom because I'm quarantining because of COVID. C-O-V-I-D, senor. Um... Dimly lit room for the Armstrong and Getty Show spread across many studios, including my bedroom. And today on Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. First of all, Jack, it doesn't matter where we are. We're with the listeners. We're with you wherever you are. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that beautiful? Here we are. Reach out. Touch us. That's nice. Do it again. Anyway, our general manager is Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Good morning. Friday Friday morning. Why is Nancy Pelosi our general manager? She has got her whip out. She is herding the cats like crazy, trying to vote on the twin measures before the Congress. The semi-legitimate infrastructure bill and the Turn America into Venezuela bill, occasionally known as Build Back Better. Big finish! There you go. Build Back Bullspit! That's what I say. I don't know what happened while I was asleep, so I go to bed last night. Fairly late, reading the Friday New York Times, which is already out. And the New York Times has got an article saying, experts say the $1.8 trillion Build Back Better plan is really closer to $4 trillion. Ah. And I thought, wow, the New York Times is citing experts saying the budget gimmicks are so bad, it's more than double what they're claiming it is. And I thought... These things are not going to happen. Neither one of these is going to pass. I wake up to the news that they're voting on both of them before lunch today. Yeah, yeah, I so, know it's it's shocking. I wonder if I wonder if New York, if if Nancy Pelosi didn't like. Oh, we got to vote. We got to vote now. This is getting worse every day because of that New York Times article. I mean that, that made a pretty big splash in the uh, uh the, the, whatever you want to call it the. You know, the opinion world, the Twitter sphere, the intelligentsia sphere. The fact that the New York Times called it out as being a $4 trillion bill. Maybe Nancy thought, we now is the time, now quick, or quick, never. Quick, before anybody reads that crap. Now or never, we got to go. We got to go. Yeah, I and, wonder. And uh, National Review is out with an article this morning saying the New York, or the, um, the New York Times, is or Nancy Pelosi is making a fool of Joe Manchin. Quoting the New York Times article, which we'll get to a little bit later, on how you got quotes from Joe Manchin saying, I'm not going for any budget tricks. I also don't believe in this whole paid leave and all the things that Joe Manchin lays out that he will not vote for that are absolutely 100% in this bill that Nancy Pelosi is going to pass. Now, I don't know if everybody understands this. Do you remember how bills work? They got to pass the House and the Senate, and then the president signs them. Mm. Sometimes they pass the House, then the Senate. Sometimes they pass the Senate, then the House. But... The actual infrastructure bill, which is damn near $2 trillion, that's already passed the Senate. So the House passes it today. Joe Biden, the president, signs it later today, later this afternoon, this evening, they think, and that's a law. So that has happened. The other one, it might pass the House. I don't know if it's going to or not with all that crap in it. 
costing twice as much as they're claiming, a bunch of stuff in there that um, a variety of senators don't like. But it's got to go to the Senate, and it may never pass there. It may just languish there forever. I would be shocked, shocked to the point you'd have to hospitalize me if that got through the Senate. I just uh, I, I can't believe that would happen. Uh, of course, I've been horrified before. You know, it's funny you should bring up uh, reading the New York Times and being surprised by that article. I had exactly the same experience, and I got a bunch of stuff ready to go, but I was uh, flipping through the the NYT, the old gray lady, uh, yesterday, last night, and uh, it was like I was reading the Washington Examiner. It was just harshly critical of the Biden administration, of uh, Congress, of the woke crowd, the rest of it. I don't know if they woke up and, and smelled their conscience or, or or if the woke crowd, I don't know what happened. It was remarkable. It is something that on the eve of passing this bill, the New York Times does a big article about how, hey, this $1.8 trillion is really $4 trillion, and here's why. That's not the sort of thing you expect out of the New York Times. But you all ought to pay attention. They're going to pass, I think, almost $6 trillion worth of more spending today in the House. On top of the $6 trillion we've already spent during the most expensive emergency in our nation's history. Much of it, hundreds of billions of dollars, remains unspent. Its effect on inflation, unrealized as yet. This is unwise to the point. I mean, this is like drunk driving with your eyes closed, unwise. You're like that L.A. Raiders guy who killed that poor woman. Yes. Hammered drunk driving 160 miles an hour through Las Vegas. Yeah, indeed. That's That's what Congress is doing. Um, We ought to start the show officially. It's Friday, so we're day drinking. That's what we do on Fridays. It's Friday, November 5th, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Yeti, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. My name is Allison Wines. I'm a senior program manager in our developer tools division. I'm an Asian and white female with dark brown hair wearing a red sleeveless top. (laughs) What in the hell is that, you're wondering? Oh, she's just getting started, folks. That was the beginning of the Microsoft conference in which they unveiled their new software yesterday. But we got to play the whole thing for you later. It's the most over-the-top, virtue-signaling, woke corporation thing that has happened yet. It is hilarious. I don't think they were trying to be hilarious, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's funny how the world's greatest comedians these days aren't even trying. <laughs> Let's play all that for you later. So we got a bunch of stuff. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's strong. It's strong. And of course, since it's Friday, we have to get to clips of the week. Holy cow! We better hurry to that. A pretty good jobs report out today. Yes, uh, today come out beat expectations. Unemployment goes down. Not my expectations. <laughs> Mine are over, very high. Over half a million jobs added. So maybe we're past the uh, the little low point there. I don't know. Uh, more on all that stuff on the way. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. mention we got a pretty big guest coming up uh kickoff hour number two Indeed. representative representative tom mcclintock r of 
California. What's the legislation he's introduced? He's introduced legislation saying there's no freaking way we're going to pay out millions of dollars to people who snuck across our border just because they were inconvenienced by being separated. No damn way. Yeah, we got a good text about that. Hey, can the Americans that are stuck in Afghanistan, can they sue for $450,000 apiece for not being able to get across a certain border, the border of Afghanistan, (laughs) that the United States promised they would be able to? Yeah, yeah, just sickening. You die in service to this country, it's a hundred grand. You get inconvenienced after sneaking across, it's 450 per person. Good Lord, it just can't happen. All right, so we'll get to mailbag in a couple of minutes. It's quite good. We got your freedom-loving quote of the day. But first, first, my friends, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Broadcast reports called Mayor Garcetti a waste of time. Waste of skin. Also a waste of skin. Yes, take his skin. <laughs> Give it to those who could use it more productively. What percentage of the people are on drugs? 80%. The Atlanta Braves are world champions. I'm not allowed to make any comments because it's an ongoing investigation. The person who put the live round in the box of dummy rounds had to have the purpose of sabotaging this set. First, it was in early spring of 2020 when my six-year-old somberly came to me and asked me if she was born evil because she was a white person. If it means separating five-year-olds by race, then I'm out. Let's go, Brandon. And President Biden's agenda is the remedy to much of their hardships. It's just what the American people want and what they need. As the American people learn more about this legislation, it will be very positive. You can't deny that it would be very positive. I don't know why we're saying it has to be done right now. I have no idea. No idea what has to be done right now. You can shove your climate crisis up your eyes. One computer said, if you're on the train and they say Portal Bridge, you know you better make other plans. But it's not true. So this is a garbage report. Yeah. Okay, so $450,000 $450, per person. That's not going to happen. L-I-G-B. Glenn Youngkin is the governor-elect of the Commonwealth of Virginia. It was education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. I think that the Democrats are coming across in ways that we don't recognize that are annoying... These Republicans are dangerous. James Carville, uh, what went wrong? What went wrong was just stupid wokeness. LGB, Kamala, help me, please. It's a bellwether for what happens in the rest of the country. Who died and left you in charge of all of us as black people so that we could be corralled? Big corporations with their woke agenda. When you look at the Biden, the branded administration... I'm Joe Biden, and I forgot this message. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That cow. Thick and meaty and expensive these days, too. Oh, I can't afford that cow. (laughs) Oh, man. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. This is more a 
wisdom loving quote of the day from Ben Franklin. But as uh, Martin Luther King, as, as, as Jesus, as Buddha, as virtually every great leader, philosopher in human history has taught us, you cannot be free until you free yourself from the things that tend to enslave us as human beings, be they addictions, foolishness, whatever. So this is a freedom-loving quote of the day on a personal level. Sounds like a Lady Gaga song or something. A little bit. Uh, So uh, here's what Ben Franklin said. Who is wise? He that learns from everyone. Who is powerful? He who governs his passions. Who is rich? He who is content. Who is that? Nobody. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's from uh, Poor Richard's Almanac. That's really good. Um, oh, and then, you know, as long as we're doing Ben Franklin this week, and we'll probably wrap it up for now because we'll come back to him later, uh, he, he wrote a letter to Jean-Baptiste Leroy, November thirteenth, 1789, in which he was uh, talking about his reaction to the new Constitution. And he said, Our new Constitution is now established and has an appearance that promises permanency. But in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. Oh, that's where that came from. Yeah, that's the the very context of it. Interesting. Old, uh, what you're saying about uh, uh, Ben Franklin? BF. BF. Wise AF. <laughs> so stupid, yet so good. Here's your mailbag. Even CNN is fact-checking the garbage report from Peter Ducey on Fox News and, and the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. The, the administration was... plans to pay out hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions to illegals. Peter Ducey on Fox. So, Trump, you know, Biden beat him up. Fox, you guys keep putting out that garbage. He was, he was quoting from the Wall Street Journal. Right. Uh, so anyway, that's absolutely true, and we'll get to that a little more later. But the, the topic is uh, parents who are separated from their children. Uh, well, the last time you were arrested, uh, my felonious friends, were your children allowed to go with you to uh, detention, uh, jail, prison, whatever? No? That's interesting. It's practically universal, isn't it? And yet the illegals who snuck across the border had that happening to them. The ACLU is going to help them rip off taxpayers for hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. Makes me so freaking mad I can't even tell you. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I saw uh, I saw quoting some um, uh, therapist, psychologist person saying what these children and parents went through leaves the same psychological scars as torture. Really? Uh, shut up. Wow. And <sighs> if I snuck into any country in the world, would I be shocked if they took me to one holding cell and my kids to another one? I wouldn't be shocked. I'd actually be grateful if they didn't have my kids in with, you know, the general population. Are you kidding me? Anyway, here's a note from Lynn. Hundreds of children are separated from their parents every day by Child Protective Services in the U.S. They don't get hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's a good point, Lynn. From Bad Tim in Phoenix. Love this. Greetings, Rocket and Simple Jack. Yeah, my name's Joe, but I go by Rocket. I've noticed a great deal of similarity between the arguments of we're not teaching CRT and... We're not funding gain-of-function research. You know what? Bad Tim, absolutely good insight. They are perhaps, in a highly technical sense, correct. They are, yeah, about the CRT, but who cares? Right, but in fact, they've taken those teachings, extrapolated them to something for little kids, social justice garbage, uh, teaching the kids to hate each other because of race. It functionally is CRT, even if it isn't actually technically CRT. Absolutely. It's great insight, my brother. Well done. 
Uh, OMG, even from the FT. Is that the Financial Times? Uh, Julie writes. Uh, jobs have finally picked up as, quote, COVID-related concerns that have kept workers on the sidelines eased. She writes, we have finally been able to find new people willing to work at our business because they finally ran out of stimmy money. They're all healthy 20-somethings without a COVID care in the world. And they happily admit they've just been chilling at home enjoying the free wild ride while it lasted. But the media, COVID-related fears have eased somewhat. Oh, for God's sake. The gulf between... The media world and the real world is is just amazing. A couple of thoughts on the Second Amendment. Second Amendment is tyrant protection. As, uh, let's see, Jason writes, it's a little long to get into, uh, perhaps in a little bit, but I wanted to hit this one, too. Uh, this is, we'll say anonymous. Guys, I recently moved to New York as part of a military change of station. I've been a gun owner for over a decade. Have a concealed carry permit in two states. No criminal record. Active duty 18 years, uh, including eight years as an infantry corpsman with the Marines for combat tours, expert rifleman, expert pistol shooter by Marine Corps standards. Not telling you to brag, just to detail my far above average experience with firearms handling and ownership. When I moved here to New York, regardless of my military status or orders, I was not allowed to transport a pistol into the state. Not New York City, which is even more draconian, but upstate New York, I can't even transport a pistol in the state, even if I went to immediately surrender it to a firearms dealer or the local sheriff's department, because it is completely illegal and a crime to have possession of a pistol, even on the premises of your own home or in your own car without a state-issued permit that could take three months to a year to receive. Wow. That ain't a constitutional right. (laughs) No, no, wow. Yeah, and there's more to it, but thanks, Al. That is really interesting. We've got a bunch of stuff to get to. We've got to play the Microsoft woke capitalism thing that you'll I think you'll think is a joke, but it's not. It was real. <laughs> you'll think people are actually doing this? Corporations are actually mandating this? What? <laughs> if you miss an hour, get the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Before we make make fun of Microsoft, a couple of things. Um, next segment, New York Times takes on the infrastructure bill and says, hey, this thing they're claiming is $1.8 trillion is really more like $4 trillion. The New York Times said that. And by the way, something, I don't think coincidentally they're voting on both bills today probably while we're on the air so uh we'll have the latest on that wow wow so you thought words are spreading among the populace left right and center that listen this thing is a monster it's it's out of control it's craziness and you're thinking nancy figures it's now or never well remember it was the new york times well, that's right said, we're going to talk about this next segment i'm it sorry. was the new york listen times it was the new york times that said when this all got unveiled that this would be the biggest change in the relationship between citizens and their governments in our nation's history. The New York Times said that. I can't believe how little conversation is being happen is happening about something this giant. Anyway, we'll get right. into that next segment. This is hilarious. This is not a joke. So Microsoft had their big corporate unveil of something uh, webinar. Now, by the way, as an aside, everybody was saying this is the biggest fail 
since Microsoft unveiled their new <laughs> Windows program years ago. And I had forgotten this, and everybody was replaying the video. Do you remember when Bill Gates and all the Microsoft higher-ups danced? It is so funny and so awkward. Bunch of science computer geeks who are like 50 years old trying to be all enthusiastic about the new product and dancing around on stage, and it couldn't be lamer if you worked at it. (laughs) Well, and I picture the person would be like, oh, look, they're dancing. They're dancing. I want this product. Are you a child or like a bunny rabbit or what? I don't remember. Do you, do what, you have an intellect? I don't remember what year that was. Maybe they, were, you know, Apple had 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 taken the the mantle of cool computer company, and they were trying to get it back. But anyway, so Microsoft yesterday. This is how they they open their meeting. This is part of the whole work woke corporate thing that is taking over America. It's so weird. You can't believe it's real. Hello and welcome to Microsoft Ignite. We've got a big day ahead and lots in store for you. First, we want to acknowledge that the land where the Microsoft campus is situated was traditionally occupied by the Sammamish, the Duwamish, the Snoqualmie, the Suquamish, the Muckleshoot, the Snohomish, the Tulalip, and other Coast Salish peoples since time immemorial. A people that are still here, continuing to honor and bring to light their ancient heritage. (laughs) My name is Allison Wines. I'm a senior program manager in our developer tools division. I'm an Asian and white female with dark brown hair wearing a red sleeveless top. And I'm Seth Juarez, program manager in the AI platform group. I'm a tall Hispanic male wearing a blue shirt, khaki pants. Today we kick off two days of learning more about the latest solutions, exploring how these key innovations can empower you to do great things, and connecting with peers from around the world. I remember when that translated as, everybody ready to get started? Okay. (laughs) So, wow, where do you even begin? I almost want to begin at the end. I think that whole, hi, I'm Joe Getty, I'm a white male wearing blue jeans and a plaid uh, flannel shirt. Is that for the blind, I guess? That's Look at the ableist. Look at the ableist who, who just me? goes on talking what? without describing what they look like so what? the blind have no idea what color your hair is. Or whether your shirt has sleeves or not. How can <laughs> they take in a presentation about technology without knowing the status of your sleeves? Why don't you just, I don't know, trip them as they try to walk across the floor? So they're trying to cover all their bases. I'm surprised they didn't do pronouns in there because they, they, that's either, those are the only bases they left uncovered. I'm shocked. But they wanted to make sure the blind knew what they looked like. They wanted to make they wanted to acknowledge who owned the land ten thousand years ago, oh, yeah. as it went back and forth between a whole bunch of different tribes. Every single tribe that ever pulled a salmon out of the water got a name check. Isn't that beautiful? But but you're not tearing down your campus and like throwing up teepees, right? So what do you just do there? You just you just, just there's no I can't think of the expression without using a, an unfortunate sexual reference. What you did there was nothing. It is a cure in search of a disease. Yes. What percentage of people appreciated that? Would it even be one percent of people thought finally good? I feel good about this. You've recognized the fact that your campus sits on top of native land. 
And the description of your looks for the blind or whatever they're doing. Uh, would there even be 1% of Americans that think that's necessary? Who are you trying to serve? That's what I don't understand about what's going on in the world right now. And Unless I, like in a bubble that I, way beyond anything I can imagine, I don't know anybody who lives like these people. I know, it's like it's like listening to a cult, and they're using all sorts of terms and stuff that you have no idea what they're talking about. Hey, Michael, play the very beginning of that again, would you? Hello, and welcome to Microsoft Ignite. We've got a big day ahead, and Great. lots in store for you. Super. First, we want to acknowledge that okay, the land... I, I, I wanted to hear the, the virtue. The land that the Microsoft so, building was built on. So this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. I've got a great show for you. hope you can stay tuned. But first, I'd like to acknowledge that the radio ranch where we broadcast from was once a Mexican restaurant that was torn down in 1969. <laughs> Prior to that, it was a gas station. Back when you had like two pumps and they went ding all the time. And before that, it was a field that apparently some, uh, what was, what's the, uh, the Indian tribe that was so big around here? Uh, anyway, uh, apparently they walked across this land once looking for deer. They didn't find any. So they then walked back across it on their way home. Anyway, the New York Times said yesterday, what, what are you doing? How far back do you go? I saw this uh, tweet about it. You should sit in on Fed seminars, anything with the federal government and webinars. They spend half an hour doing this S at the beginning of every one of them. So I guess it's common in some circles. Does your company do this, or have you seen this before? Text line 415-295-KFTC. <laughs> My name's Joe Getty. My pronouns are your royal highness, your worshipfulness, and what are you looking at? <laughs> Somebody tweeted, how would Jeffrey Tubin have done this? I'm a CNN legal analyst, and I've just brought myself out, and I'm now playing with my digital <laughs> And who is that for? I don't know. Oh, man, the woke It's the, uh, so The woke Shavik Young, I guess. Do you do, uh, here's a question. Do you do that before every single thing you do in Microsoft? How about you take a phone call? Uh, Microsoft Helpline. Yeah, I can't get my uh, Windows 10 to reboot. Well, I'd be happy to help you, but first, let me acknowledge that the call center I'm sitting in was once occupied by the, and then Nate's check a dozen Indian (laughs) tribes. Where does it stop? To me, naming all the different Indian tribes over the years made our argument that, yeah, you see, it went back and forth between a whole bunch of Indian tribes over who is the strongest at any given time over thousands of thousands of years. And then the Spanish took it, and then the Americans took it, and it's still with us. So right. what? what but it won't do? be forever. So... But it probably won't be forever. No, of course not. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, And some of the Indian tribes, you got to go into the history. Now, Tribe C, you understand, fought Tribe D to the death. In fact, they tortured to death most of the warriors and slaughtered the women and children. Now, Tribes F and G lived peacefully and shared the land for about 22 years. But, oh, my God, when Tribe A ran into Tribe I, it was on Mother Blasters. Are you kidding me? Let me tell you about it. An hour and a half later, they start the meeting. What's the matter with you people? That is so wild. It is so up their own heinies. It's so masturbatory. It really is. Because it's not for anyone else. I can see the Indian tribes being, oh, thanks. Thanks for mentioning us. Thank you. I feel great now. Super. Great. Now, my, my financial, my emotional, my, my, everybody well, everybody in my family's well-being is so much better now that you have <laughs> jade me. Oh. 
I realize that if you work for Microsoft and you're a higher up, you would realize which uh. way the wind is blowing. And if you want to keep your job, you'd keep your head down, I suppose, and go along with this. But couldn't you raise your hand in the meeting when they're describing this and writing it and everything like that and say, just a question. What happens if we don't do this? Anybody? Anybody think <laughs> anything happens if we What would be don't? the difference in the known universe <laughs> on we, any level? If we choose if we not to do this, right. what happens? You know what I think the situation is, and there are some some woke lunatics probably in middle management who are enthusiastic about this, but I think probably the folks who run the deal think, all right, so our woke 23-year-old coders are telling us we need to say ooga booga ooga boogity at the beginning of every meeting, or or they'll walk out. All right, fine. Good morning, folks. Ooga booga ooga boogity. And all the 23-year-old coders say, yes, yes, finally. Oh, you think that's okay. it? It's like Netflix with their uh, woke employees and the whole trans thing and Dave Chappelle. You think it's like that at Microsoft? They just got to keep those people in the Seattle area happy? I suspect so. They've just been uh, asked to utter a magic incantation by the cultists, so they do it. They're voting today, probably while we're on the air, on the two big infrastructure bills. The New York Times called out one of them as being twice as expensive as they're claiming. Yeah, the New York Times. You ought to hear some of the details of this. The headline, you're going to think it's the Washington Times. You're going to think it's the Washington Examiner from the New York Times. We'll tell you about it. That's next. Armstrong and Getty. Some more COVID news. I heard that there's a uh, potentially faster spreading Delta variant moving through the U.S. called Delta Plus. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically the Delta variant, but if you get it, you can also stream movies and shows for $13. It's a good deal. Oh, boy. Fallon Um, made me laugh. I'll be danged. So uh, this is the way it happened in IRL. I'm laying in bed last night reading the New York Times, obviously uh, online on my phone. I don't have a print version of the New York Times in bed. But I read this article about how, boy, the Democrats are really trying to fool everybody with how expensive this bill is. And I thought, they're dead. These bills are dead. I wake up to find out Nancy Pelosi is bringing them to a vote before noon today. Like Dr. Frankenstein, she's putting the paddles to the bills while they still have a breath of life in them. I'm actually wondering if she didn't decide to bring the one to vote today because of this New York Times article. Here's the headline from the freaking New York Times of all places. In spending bill, Democrats rely on budget gimmicks they once derided. Now, here's the subheadline. Budget experts say true cost of legislation could be $4 trillion as lawmakers rely on sleights of hand to bring down the price tag. Wow. I can't believe that has happened. That the New York Times is pointing this out. Let me read a little further here. At an yeah, impromptu- I, I'm, I'm trying to decide which is more notable, the substance of the article or the fact that the article exists. At an impromptu news conference this week, Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat of West Virginia, lamented the shell games and budget gimmicks. He said his party was using to artificially reduce the $1.85 trillion price tag of the spending bill moving through Congress, saying the real cost was probably double that amount. This is a recipe for economic crisis, Manchin warned, suggesting he would not support a bill without understanding its potential impact on the economy. 
President Biden's new framework for tackling climate change, bolstering child care, and a wide range of other economic programs assumes that the package will be fully paid for with an estimated $2 trillion in tax increases on Ugh. corporations and high earners. But as Keeping in mind, Times, of course, even as true as that is, cor- taxes on corporations are taxes on consumers and workers go on, going on. Shockingly, the New York Times goes on to say, but budget experts, along with some moderate Democrats, say the true cost of the legislation will be closer to $4 trillion because of the way the programs are structured and accounted for in a budgetary process. For instance, many of the provisions in Mr. Biden's framework would expire or sunset after only a few years, even though Democrats anticipate that they would eventually be extended. And they will be. They'll be around forever. Absolutely unbelievable that the New York Times is calling this out for what it is. And they're right. It's true. And Manchin is right. This is twice as expensive as the Democrats are claiming. Oh, and the whole, the whole, um, uh, they get into the whole subtext of what they're talking about. This is the sort of things Democrats beat up Republicans for uh, when they passed legislation. Sure, um, of course. Uh, years ago. I mean, it's either right or it's wrong. It, but, it, well, it's wrong. It's wrong to hide all these things. And, hey, it's probably worth pointing out, just to give you a little bit of perspective, so if the New York Times is saying this new spending will cost $4 trillion, the total federal budget in 2020 was only $4.8 trillion. And that was far in excess of our ability to pay for it, of course. Huge deficit spending. So we're already spending way more than we take in. To the point that the world is holding its breath saying, United States, what are you doing? And we want to add another $4 trillion on top of that. It's, you know, I'm not sure, but it's at least worth considering whether the far left is trying to cause the existential crisis that they need to fundamentally tear down the U.S. as it is and rebuild it in their uh, Marxist vision. Because every Marxist knows that. You need to precipitate a crisis. Otherwise, the status quo will hold on. I don't know what's going on here. I have absolutely no idea. So the National Review, which is a right-leaning, right-leaning, they're the Republican uh, publication for half a century or more. Um, Their headline today is, Nancy Pelosi is making a fool of Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin has made it clear that He wants a bill that is not based on accounting gimmicks, that contains no handouts or permanent programs, and that does not feature anything that can't pass the Senate. So naturally, Nancy Pelosi is gearing up to finalize a bill today that meets none of these conditions. And then they get to the New York Times article explaining how it's full of budget gimmicks and all kinds of different stuff that Joe Manchin said he will not vote for. So I don't know what Nancy Pelosi is up to. Um, I don't know if if she just feels like... She's going to put this on the floor. House Democrats are going to vote it. She knows it's dead in the Senate, but but they can all run on, look, I voted for this. Boy, I hope that's it. I I hope there's not some avenue to the thing passing that I just haven't seen, because I, I, I seriously, this is not like talk radio guy trying to whip you up. If this passes, I will be terrified for the country. Well, because the other bill's going to pass, and it's about a trillion and a half. So yeah. if the true cost is $4 trillion of the other one, and this is a trillion and a half, the one that will pass and get signed today, that's $5.5 trillion. on top of the $6 trillion we've already spent for the most expensive disaster to ever befall America, the pandemic. Right. This is precisely the time not to do any of this. No, 
No. Except perhaps, arguably, because of its positive effects on the economy, a very tight, extremely responsible infrastructure bill. You could, you could maybe make that argument. Maybe. But it would have to be disciplined to the point of, you know, tightening the belt three notches. The small one, since we've all gotten so out of whack with numbers here, the small one, the trillion and a half, would be, I think, the third most expensive piece of legislation in U.S. history outside of an emergency. So well, not right. emergency. There's the emergency. There is no emergency. No. So the idea, the, the National Review's argument is, and I agree with it, kill them both. Neither one of them should pass. Last year, the last couple of years, have been the worst years of our lives. It's like dad had a heart attack, mom got cancer, we lost our job, the roof started leaking, all of these emergent, we spent all our money beyond that five times. We've got to catch up for years to try to get back insolvency of some sort. Now well, is not the time. People are hurting. People are hurting from the COVID. They need help. But families, families are hurting. Uh, U.S. added 531,000 jobs last month. Unemployment rate fell to a painful, a disastrous 4.6%. Wait, that's a, de- that's Wait a, a de- minute. <laughs> That's a really decent point that uh, some people could raise their hand and say, look, look at the jobs numbers out today. The economy's coming back. We're doing okay. This is not an emergency. The emergency happened. We spent $6 trillion. Let's ride it out now. But no, nope, yeah. they're looking at another s- almost $6 trillion today that they're going to pass the House. Yeah, we are rapidly nearing full employment with rising wages, wages rising so fast, economists are afraid. But we need to pump trillions. I just, I, I know, you know, I know. We all agree. Everybody gathered here agrees. What's going to happen at the Capitol? We're keeping an eye on it. God help us if this passes. We're gonna either talk- one of them really, but one of them will. We're going to talk to a member of the House, Tom McClintock, to kick off hour two. Ask him about this and a variety of other things. Yeah, including the idea of paying millions of dollars to illegals who are separated at the border? What? Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty.